And so it is. No doubt about it, Chambra, we gather together again in this magnificent, magnificent energy that we are creating together. Some of our finest moments are ones just like this, with music playing, no words being said from us or from you, just total feeling. There we are, glorious, sitting together, those who you were, of you who are here in the physical, sitting together with a fireplace in the background, loving dog, gently helping to move and shift some of the energies. All of you, Shambra, here, just taking a moment to relax. So you're anticipating the new year, wondering what Tobias or St. Germain or Kuthumi will say, what predictions we might have, wondering what's going to happen in your own life, wondering if you'll make it to see the end of this year. I hope so. <laughs> wondering what kind of experiences you're going to have this year. Well, I'll tell you right now, I'll give you a heads up. For those of you who are choosing to stay, and the vast majority of you are, this will be the year of triumphant discovery. Mark my words on it, triumphant discovery. And we choose our words very carefully here, very carefully. There's an energy behind the word triumphant. We'll get into that in just a little bit. And there is definitely an energy in discovery. It is the year, the time for Shambra, for this triumphant discovery to come into your life. And it can be done very easy, very simply. You don't have to stress about it. We certainly don't need to study. It's just about your perception or your choosing of how you're going to experience this year of triumphant discovery. Before we get into today's shout, we have to apologize. Well, not really. <laughs> we have to point something out. We've been playing a little game on so many of you here, particularly today, but for some of you it started a day or two ago. I, Tobias, from my soul to yours, want you to understand something that you do all the time. You're an expert at it, but you don't even realize it. You could make this work for you, but so often it works against you. You've been feeling something. For many of you, began when you woke up this morning, an unsettled feeling, a not sure feeling. That old feeling that the other shoe is about to drop, but you don't know when or where or on whom, but you figure it's probably on you and probably going to be quite soon. A feeling that something very uncertain, unsettling is taking place. Some of you have been feeling this for a couple days, and we have to say that we've been doing this with you on purpose so that you can understand the essence of what we are saying today and take this energy into the new year. 
so you can understand this wonderful game or games that you play, and now use it to your choosing. Use it any way you want, rather than having it create a deeper and more complex game for you. So take a deep breath and really now absorb and feel that energy that so many of you have been picking up on yesterday, today. That feeling that you don't like, for some of you it causes a queasiness in your stomach. For some of you it causes confusion and disorientation. Others it causes headaches. And for others who are think they're sleeping right now, you can wake up, it causes you to be half in the zone, or in other words, half in another dimension and half here. I'm not going to explain right now what this energy is, but you'll come to understand it at the end of this, but it'll be a short and relatively simple shout. As we begin the energy of today, I'm going to invite in our guest for today. Again, you've been feeling this energy. Let me pause here for a moment and make sure you understand that any consciousness, consciousness is not necessarily energy, but it uses the energy as a tool. Any consciousness has many, many layers. In my father's mansion there are many houses. You've heard that before. And it applies to any level of feeling or consciousness has many layers. What you've been feeling the last day or two has many layers to it. Depends where you're going to put your focus, where you're going to direct your attention, and what you're going to choose to experience. One of the layers that you've been feeling is the energy of our guest today, our guest Yoham, you. The transformation of Metatron into the physical and into the personal. Metatron, your voice in spirit, was a type of go-between, between you and the multidimensional realms, between you and your essence. Metatron was the go-between from the earthly state of being to the angelic state of being. Helped to continue to flow those energies back and forth. Metatron was a spokesperson for all of you because as your energies were so tied up on earth, it was difficult for you to have conscious awareness of how you were affecting yourself and spirit in the other realms. On the eve of the quantum leap, this energy of Metatron was transformed into a more personal, into a more melded state, taking on the new vibration or name of Yoham. You are. You are all that is. You are that you are. Metatron transformed into a rather impersonal, some of you had even a feeling of a metallic or electric energy, a scientific uh, or a type of physics to the very name of Metatron, and transformed into Yoham, 
you in this reality now. Yoham, your essence comes in today closer and closer than ever before to be part of your reality. Not to rescue you, not to save you, but to join you in this triumphant discovery of life, of purpose, and of expression called the planet Earth. It had been eons of time since you left the angelic realms, you came to Earth. The representative for you in the other realms was Metatron. But now, with the changing of consciousness, with your choosing of life and choosing of your own sovereignty, this energy of Yoham, of you, can be right here. It's not removed, distant, unknown. Take a deep breath and allow your human self for a delightful moment to experience Yoham, you. Take a deep breath and feel this energy. So many Shambra have told us in the past, I want to be able to feel. Okay, you choose it, you got it. And then as feeling started to come in, it confused you, it defied the mind, it defied all the structures that you had given yourself and all of your controls. Feeling, true feeling, sensory perception doesn't like controls. Controls kill feeling. The feeling started to come in and you fought it. You wanted some type of psychic, extrasensory perception in a very human sense of the word, but what you got was feeling. Deep, real, genuine feeling. And you didn't like it so much. You tried to turn off the volume on feeling. You tried to temper it. didn't work. You tried to fight it in your mind, but it followed you anyway. You tried to hide from it, but you knew it was always there, right outside the door of the little consciousness of the little human. It was right there. You took feeling, true, true consciousness. Some of you even tried to turn it into a demon and a monster. You tried to blame it on others or the world. There's none of those. It is just feeling. Perhaps it feels like a tidal wave of energy or consciousness that's going to somehow roll over you and take you over, but you know, there are Shambra that have just opened up to it and allowed themselves to really feel boldly courageously. They've gone in for a triumphant discovery of what it's like to just feel. It's overwhelming at first. Throws all the old systems out of whack. Feels like you've lost control, but in that swirl, that 
vortex of energy of feeling that you've lost control, you discover that you can really start feeling again. It's an amazing thing because you don't have to use hardly any of your mind energy to feel. You don't have to use a control energy to allow feeling into your life. It is raw, it is intuitive, it is open, it is wonderful. It's like taking an amazing ride in a powerful, fast vehicle like you've never felt before. It's exhilarating and perhaps a little bit frightening. But it is feeling. Ah, you know, feeling is living. Humanity in general tends to try to stop feeling. We're talking about the ability to sense everything. The physical, the non-physical. Humans try to stop that. You know, you live in a very mental society right now. Everything has to be facts and statistics and it has to be calculable, if that's a word. It has to be, it has to fall within very rigid parameters. Mathematics, for instance, is a wonderful science. But the way it's used and worked with today, it's so limited. There are mathematics that go into feelings. You can't calculate it on one of your electronic devices. Humans, they tend to try to stop the feelings. And they literally stop living. And then you get all these other byproducts when you're not feeling and you're not living. The byproducts, mental disease, depression, anxiety, issues of overweight. And then you know what happens? An odd thing when humans deliberately try to stop feeling. They need some excitement in their life because they feel dead. They limit their feelings so they just do the ordinary functions every day and life becomes so damn boring that they have to find some drama. So they either create it or they go out and pay for it. They create some type of crisis just to remind them for a moment that they're alive and then they go back to not feeling anymore. They go out and pay for it. They go to a scary movie. They go to an amusement park and do things they'd never think about doing. They spend money for a thrill, but it's temporary, and then they crash. And when the feelings try to come knocking at the door again, saying, no, there's something more genuine, there's something very real, there's something filled with spirit and life and love. The humans close the door, lock the door, and bolt it actually to keep feelings out. They're afraid of feelings. They're afraid to sense life. Afraid to sense other people. They're afraid to sense the, even the angels. So they keep life out, they keep feeling out. Well, Shambra, not you. 
You've tried it. It doesn't work. You're starting to open yourself to feelings. Ah, like, like earlier today, like yesterday, last night. Where did that feeling come from? Do you notice how you tried to run from it? Those who didn't run tried to figure it out, tried to make some sort of logic out of it. That will drive you crazy in a hurry, because you can't. You can't. Feelings are feelings, senses, pulses of life. They are meant to be experienced. Feelings can never take you over. Some of you fear that a feeling will come in and you'll never escape from it. It will own you. It can't. It can't. Because you're the one creating the feelings or accepting the feelings, allowing yourself to sense them. This year, in the triumphant discovery, you're going to feel things about yourself. Ah, yes, Annie. (laughs) Things that you've held back, things that you've hidden away, Bonnie, things that you didn't want to look at, Vince, things that you were afraid because you didn't know if you looked at these things in yourself, if you would continue to survive, Mary. These are the things that you're going to have triumphant discoveries about this year within yourself. Oh, and Gene, it's going to take a lot of feeling. It's going to take a bold, courageous act of feeling like never before. Oh, you think you felt, but you haven't. You've been spending your energies, John, running from feelings, analyzing feelings, getting angry at feelings. Bob, And all of you, Shambra, we're not picking on anybody in particular. It's a year of wide open feelings. A year of triumphant discovery. Oh, and I guess you would use the phrase, you're going to move a tremendous amount of energy, but lest you not be afraid, it doesn't have to be like before. We'll get into that in just a moment to help you understand why it doesn't need to be like before. But we're just going to ask you to take a moment to feel feelings, to breathe in feelings. No, don't resist them. Don't fight them. Some of you have had some not-so-good experiences with feeling, perceptions, you know, senses. Some of your experiences have taken you into the pits of your own hell. In the pits of your own hell, you've had to experience, re-experience some very difficult and very stuck energies from the past. Let's not call it your past, though. Past of an aspect of you. But those really aren't you. Some of you have felt that if you succumb to feelings and it's going to make you insane. You create these funny little scenarios. What if I end up in the nut house, the crazy farm, the loony bin? If I don't bar the door against 
feelings in my life, if I let them in, just like letting the big bad wolf in, it will take me over. I will be lost. I won't be able to recover. So you've held the feelings off and you can't anymore. We're in the energy of the quantum leap. We're in the era of you. Remember Kathumi talking about what's missing? You. The era of you. No longer the era of community. No longer the era of all humanity. It is the era of you. Of opening up to you. Now, interesting question comes in here. As you open up to feelings, what is you and what is not? And part of the confusion comes from the fact of you're feeling all these energies around you. What if they're everybody else? Their feelings, their consciousness, their low spots and their hells. What if they come in the door as well into your life? What then? Won't you be overwhelmed? Chambra, 100 meetings we've had with you. 100 times we've said to you, you are God also. You choose what is yours. Everything else is not. You choose what you want for you in your life. Everything else blows through like the wind and goes off somewhere else. You choose. No energy, no consciousness is grander than your own. And it's time to start realizing that. Stop doubting it. Yes, indeed, the energy is perfect, whether it is a one-year whether Pluto is coming around first time in 238 years, whether the crystalline structures of Atlantis are rising off the ocean bed floor, no matter what, Chambra, this is your year. It is the quantum leap. It is the time beyond. It is the new energy and it is all about you. Take a deep breath on that one. Yes, indeed, triumphant discovery about you, about you. Things that, well, you know, but you don't know that you know. Things that you long ago forgot. Things that you've ran from, hidden from. You're going to discover that you are amazing, amazing. All of this can come quite easy because you are ready for it. We sit here looking at not just the human self sit here in this room or listening in. We see all of you as ready for it. There's an impatience actually on the part of your divinity, on the part of Yoham, of you, to come in to join you in this exciting, expressive, and dynamic life. It wants to come in. You can't hold it off anymore. You can try, but it's not going to work. The energies are such that you want to experience all of you. You want to experience feeling. You want to experience life. You want to get over 
the things that have held you back, the things that have limited you. Let's take a deep breath on that one. So what does 2008 and beyond hold for the rest of humanity? We're going to call it the ping-pong year. The ping-pong year. Now, as most of you know, ping-pong is a game. It's not one that requires tremendous strength or athletic ability. It requires a little bit of finesse. It's hard to get hurt at ping-pong unless you're really a klutz. <laughs> the ball is quite light. The paddles are not very big or heavy. You're standing at a great distance from your opponent so they can't reach out and smack you. So it's a pretty safe game, but, but it is a game of finesse. It is an intense game. That should give you an idea of what's ahead for humanity in 2008. We bring this up, A, so that you understand our perspective, what we see looking from our angel's peak, looking to earth to see where humanity is. Humanity is in a great state of flux and change, but has no idea what it's going to change into. At least you understand where your change is taking you. Humanity in general doesn't know and really doesn't want to know. It's loving the game of ping-pong back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. You're going to see in this year of 2008 this ping-pong energy all around you. It's going to be in the financial markets. They're going to go back and forth. One day the greatest loss on the stock market in history, the next day a great gain. One day a company, very wealthy, the next day losing its money. You're going to see the, we have, we have to mention the stock market. What a great barometer. We talked about barometers in our last gathering. What a great barometer of human consciousness. You know, stock markets all around the world. You ever notice how sensitive they are? If a butterfly flaps its wings in China, the stock market goes up or down in the United States. <laughs> if one little word is spoken by a world leader that doesn't seem to fit what should have been said, the markets react. Oh, it is a watch the markets. And then watch the individual sectors within the market. Watch how technology differs, for instance, from things like the biochemical differs from agriculture. Feel the essence in each one of those sub-markets. What is technology? What is that energy? What is the feeling of technology? What is the feeling of agriculture? The stock market is a wonderful barometer. Look at what is happening to what you call green companies, those who are, who are environmentally conscious. Their stock values are far exceeding the actual worth of the company. Because there's a hope, there's a dream, and there's a consciousness that's being put into those companies. Because humans are starting to realize they are becoming the stewards of Earth. Gaia is leaving. Humans are taking over. That'll cause the market to crash right away. <laughs> but there are enough humans who are accepting that responsibility that's having an impact. 
It's going to be a year of the ping pong for earth because you're going to see politics, for instance. Here in, in America, you're going to see a candidate losing and then the candidate winning and back and forth, one moment up in the polls and the next moment down, down in the polls, back and forth and back and forth. Chumber, stand behind the short wall this year. Don't get caught into the panic. Certainly don't get caught into any of the chaos, because the moment the chaos hits the paddle of one side, and everybody's attention goes over to that side as the ball moves over and hits the paddle, you're going to know that in just a moment that ball is going to return to the other side. Most humans are going to get stuck and say, Oh my God, the ball is now on side B. Therefore, everything is falling apart. No, it's just on side B. And then it goes back on the other side. What this truly is is a type of, is caused by a number of factors. One, an uncertainty in the human consciousness about where it wants to go. It doesn't know. At one moment, consciousness feels very strong about something, feels very, uh, let's say, a very conservative energy. But in the next moment, they flip-flop or they ping-pong and they go to a liberal attitude. The same people, the same consciousness is just going back and forth, has no idea where it wants to be. You're going to see a lot of this in 2008. Never get caught in the drama that oil prices are high because something will come along that will cause them to go low. Never get caught in the drama that a war is going to break out and all things will go to hell because sure enough that ping-pong is going to go to the other side. Suddenly there will be an effort for a peace movement, you see. Don't get caught in any of it. Humans, human consciousness playing a game, back and forth, back and forth. It is helping to build a momentum and an energy that you can all relate to. It wasn't eight years ago that you were playing ping-pong with yourself. You didn't know who you wanted to be, where you wanted to go, so you were just hitting the ball back and forth, hoping that something would come along, make a decision, or at least win the damn game. But in the meantime, remember how you went back and forth, back and forth. A lot of finesse, but not a lot of direction. That's where human consciousness is today. Don't get caught in it. In this year of your triumphant discovery of something within you. And that's not just a vague, empty uh, promise, Amber. That is where your energy is right now. It is not us trying to tell you we'd like you to be there. It is you telling Yoham and us you are there. And this year, a few gentle reminders. These are not commandments <laughs> or even commitments. They're just reminders. as you go through some of your real feelings this year, open, raw, wide open, free feelings. Remember these things. A, it's not 
about you, unless you want it to be. You're going to be feeling things from many different levels and layers, from human consciousness all around you. You're going to be feeling it. I'm not just talking about thinking it or maybe being aware of it from a distance. I'm talking about feeling it right within you. This game of ping-pong that's going on on the earth right now, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel like you're the ball some days and the paddle. But it's not about you. Do you understand the concept? How you can actually feel something. You can sense it. You're not just thinking about it, but you are living it in a way and experiencing it, but yet it's not about you. It seems like a contradiction in terms, but it isn't at all. It is called living. Living. You're going to feel tension in the earth herself. You're going to feel it in your body, and you're going to wonder what's wrong with your body. You're going to conclude that you're getting old. You're going to conclude that you're doing something wrong in your diet, and you see how it goes? It's not. You're just feeling Gaia and the tension that is within Earth and that is being released. You're going to feel this, um, this energy of hopelessness on Earth this year. If you were playing that much ping-pong, you would feel hopeless too. <laughs> An energy of hopelessness. I'm not just talking about being aware of it like we're discussing here. I'm talking about feeling it. You go, oh, Tobias, nope, I don't want that. I don't want to feel hopelessness. But you're going to. You see, that's what feeling is all about. Feeling is living it. Feeling it is being aware of it on every level, but it's not yours. You see, that makes the difference, understanding that it's not yours. On a day when you are overwhelmed by a feeling of cold, dark, empty hopelessness, what do you normally do? You wonder what's wrong with you. You wonder why you're going through this again. You wonder, well, you get mad at us actually, you say, but you told us we were going to get over this. You wonder what you did wrong to make you feel so damn hopeless. Nothing. You're just feeling hopelessness. Everybody else's. Amazing, isn't it? What happens when you feel that hopelessness? Ah, you breathe it in. Well, no, actually, you try to run from it, but you should breathe it in. Feel the depths of hopelessness. Sounds pretty exciting, doesn't it? Feel the cold emptiness of the hopelessness in humanity. One of the layers. There's many other fine layers. That is a master. Feeling an energy so intimately. You live it. But, Yoham, Spirit, it's not yours. It's not yours. That's, that's the good news. It's just humanity. Now, you might get caught in this trap of feeling this intense hopelessness raining down upon you, and you say, but how do I know it's not mine? Maybe it was my past life. Maybe it's my childhood. 
Maybe it's my fate. Maybe I'm just a hopeless person. I used to feel hopeless years ago. Hell, I felt hopeless yesterday. So this is probably mine. And you put that suit on and you wear it the rest of the day. It's not yours. Unless you choose it to be. Unless you accept it. So here is the fine point. An important point. It's not yours, but yet, can you be such a master and so bold that you can feel it, that you can live it, that you can breathe it in, that you can embody it, and understand it's not yours? That is a master. I feel you. I feel your pain. I feel your joys as well. I really feel them, and that's why I can sit here with you 100 times. And we can share journeys and stories and tears and laughter together, and a few snorings also. I allow myself to feel you so intimately that I know you, but I am not you. They are not my feelings. It is not me. You see, that is the difference. This year, as this intense ping-pong game takes place on earth, feel it, live it, breathe it, but know it's not you. Understand what is you is only the things you're choosing. And actually, as I look into the Yoham of your energy, you are quite simple. You are quite pure. You are quite, uh, how to say, complete. You don't need all of these other things. You don't need to hang on to or own any of these other energies. In this year of the grand ping-pong game taking place on Earth, understand another very important thing. You've already given yourselves every tool to handle every situation. Everything that comes up this year, you have the tools to handle. Don't call on us. Don't go to others. Stop for a moment. You already put every tool in your path along the way. Some of them may be buried or behind a tree. Some of them may be in a what you would call multidimensional state, so they're not quite so obvious to the human eyes or senses, but they're there. Every tool for this year is there. To activate your own tools that you left for yourself, simply call on them. What is the tool for this experience? Now, if you ask for the tool in order to run from the experience, it will not appear. If you ask for a tool to battle the experience, it will not appear. If you ask for the tool of wisdom to help you understand the experience and what it brings into your life, it will appear. You will know it. It will be there. Thank yourself for having the wisdom to put it in your path well ahead of time. It works, Shambra. It works. Another important thing to remember in this year, 
This is the year where this concept of divinity, of Yoham, goes beyond concept and turns into a living, real experience. Energy of you is choosing to come in, wants to be here, and you have called for it to be here. So it comes in now. It's going to, at times, feel awkward. At times, feel out of control. At times, feel so grand and overwhelming, you're not sure if you're worthy for it, or if you can actually maintain it in this reality. But it is here. It's not just words, it's not a philosophy at all. It is what we see as your reality. But understand that as it comes in, it doesn't have the human characteristics that you have. It doesn't walk or talk or smell like a human. It doesn't think like a human. It is actually more simple than you can ever imagine right now because you wanted your divinity to be this complex, um, super type of energy. It is not. It is so simple. When your human self is confused, things are complex. Breathe in the simplicity of Yoham into your life because in the simplicity and in the purity are the real answers. Not the old mental answers, not the, oh, how do you say, your somewhat, uh, your bridges that you tried to build to get you from one challenge to the other, but those bridges were built without the proper foundations. They might have gotten you across in a very shaky way, but your home comes in different. It's simple. It's not an escape. It's not a temporary repair. It doesn't just get you through the moment. It is that it is, and it's all you. So take a deep breath and feel the simplicity of your hum. In this energy, this year of your triumphant discovery, and it's also about feeling. We've talked about feeling before. The difference between emotion and feeling. Emotion is a reaction. You're emoting a response to something. A feeling is depth, senses, life. A feeling is full. Emotions are rather temporary and surface. Feelings are so real, presents a challenge. This is a very interesting reality that you live in. You call it a reality, as in real, but it's actually quite an illusion. It's a very interesting thing because feelings are so real. They are so pervasive. And you're going to be feeling this year in a tremendous way. Let's take a deep breath on that before we get into our next session, our segment in this session. Ah, yes, feeling. Don't be afraid of them. Don't run from them. Don't try to figure them out. Breathe them in and experience them. 
Now, let's talk about one of those very stubborn energies, very stubborn energies that's in your way. But before we do, let's tell a story, a short story. (laughs) Short, short story. So there was a priest, a minister, and a rabbi, and they walked into a bar and... Oh, wrong story. Gave us the different script here. Sorry. That was for another group. There were two explorers who wanted to set out and discover the new world. They were filled with ambition and desire and adventure. They set out from the same port on the same day, so it didn't matter what the numerology was because it was the same. didn't matter how the planets were aligned because they were the same. The first explorer's name was Chris, and the second explorer's name was Mark. Chris and Mark set out with the exact same type of ship, the same number of crew members, the same provisions on board. Neither knew exactly where they were going, because it was the new world. Nobody had been there before, but they knew they were setting off to find these new lands, to have new adventure, and to have triumphant discoveries of their own. They set off at the exact same moment. The only difference was one item of cargo that was on Chris's ship but not on Mark's. There was a box in the holding area of Chris's ship. It was a box, rather simple-looking box, but its contents were very, very powerful, and its contents would come out and be used throughout Chris's journey. Those contents in that box were doubt. Doubt. So they left port at the same time on the same day, each heading out. And of course, you can probably figure out the story, but we'll tell it anyway. (laughs) Mark went off on his adventure with his crew. Shortly after they left port, they hit a storm. But instead of wondering why that storm was there, instead of wondering what spirit was trying to tell him, Instead of panicking and wondering why he had gone on this journey in the first place, Mark said, there is a storm. I feel it. (laughs) The ship feels it. The men feel it. They're all getting sick. We have a storm. And the storm is just energy. I don't own the storm. I am not the storm. But I feel it. I live it. I ride the waves. And that storm will take me to where I am choosing to go. Even though I think I may be going one way, I know that energy of the storm is going to work for me and take me to the grandest possibilities of all. Mark went off on his journey with his crew, and they encountered all sorts of things, storms, encountered times of no wind, but they didn't have any doubt, you see. They were experiencing all along the way, and they found new lands. They found spices and 
exotic plants and even peoples and animals that they had never seen before. And it was a tremendous experience. And they felt every step of the way. They returned back home after two years of voyages and experiences, richer, happier, more fulfilled, and having truly lived. Chris set out with his ship, his ship with a cargo of doubt. And the moment that he ran into the storm, he wondered why he had ever left. It took away from the experience, because then the waves were the demons. They were trying to take something from him, trying to kill him. But when in fact the waves and the storm were just part of the experience. He altered his course because he felt immediately he had done something wrong. How else would he have driven himself and the crew straight into this storm? So he altered his course. And the whole time he was worried about this. And the worry that he felt could be seen and felt by his crew members. And they began to get sick, but not just for a moment. They got very ill and they started to die. Chris's ship was taken in a course that was very, very difficult. And he didn't discover grand new lands. He didn't find spice or gold. Each time he landed someplace, he found that the natives, those peoples who inhabited the islands or the lands, were hostile and angry. And they fought him. They ran him off. More and more of the crew starved and got sick. And after just a year, Chris returned back to his homeland, a failure, sad, lacking in any sort of light or any type of expression. He was ridiculed by some, and many others were very, very angry because they had lost loved ones on his ship. And that, dear friends, is the difference between doubt and triumphant discovery. Doubt. You're all explorers in new consciousness. You're all headed out from port, carrying the same degree of, of energy and consciousness. None of you back when in the angelic realms at the order of the ark had any more or any less. You've all been on your experience of life. For so many, that doubt has taken away the real essence of the journey. Right now, today, you are the pioneers of new consciousness. You are the ones setting out not onto the seas and the oceans, you're setting out onto the dimensions. The dimensions are the new oceans of the new energy. You go out there all the time. You go out at night. You go out in your thoughts in the day, in your daydreams. You are constantly going out into the new frontiers of consciousness that exist as once the oceans existed as the unfound or uncharted territory. You're the one setting sail out to discover something new. You don't know what and you don't know where. You're choosing it because you can. It's expression. 
It's real. But you're also the ones who so often have let that doubt creep into your journey to take away from the true feeling, the true ability to live. The doubt will drain you. It will run you down. It will make you feel unworthy and it will make you want to crawl in a hole and never go out and journey again. You are the captains of the consciousness ship, going out, expanding and exploring even where no angel has gone before. You think that the angelic beings have plotted and charted all of the dimensions? They haven't. They can't. There are some dimensions that they can, but only the human and the human consciousness can venture into the true new territories of consciousness, and that is what you are doing for yourself, for all of humanity. But when doubt creeps in, it takes away from the whole journey. Doubt is a game, and you are playing it. All humans play it, by the way. Don't be hard on yourself. But I am here today with Yoham, with you, to ask, are you ready to stop playing the game of doubt? Oh, it is a game. It is too fun. It is very distracting. You've fallen right into it. You bring doubt into your life so that you can pretend you don't know. You bring doubt in so you can keep this futile search going. Part of you wonders, what will happen if the search ever stops? Part of you loves this game of pioneering so much that you never, ever want to stop. So you bring doubt in so you can continue it and pretend that you're lost and pretend that you don't know and pretend that you can come back a failure from your journeys. So you can go out and try it again. Doubt is addictive. Doubt is sticky. Doubt is a game. How often every day do you doubt yourself, your decisions, your actions, your thoughts? How often do you let it play with you and guide your ship, or at least pretend that it guides your ship, rather than to take ownership and responsibility for your journey into new consciousness? Doubt is a game whose time has come. Because with doubt on board, it's very hard to have triumphant discovery. It's very hard to go off into the new realms of consciousness and truly experience it in the fullest way without running. With doubt, in this game of doubt that you play, you can continue to run in circles and you can continue to be disempowered. You can continue to be a victim. Doubt is a virus, but it is not like the sexual energy virus. It's not necessarily transmutable to others. It is your own. It is a virus within yourself. It is a cancer, an energetic cancer within you. It keeps you playing the game over and over again. 
Doubt is a way of hiding. Doubt is a way of pretending. Doubt, this energy of doubt, Duda, (laughs) comes in, came in. When you first descended your energy down to earth, doubt wasn't known in the angelic realms. You never doubted yourself as an angel. You just had experience. Sometimes the experience was intense. Sometimes it didn't have the outcome that you might have liked, but at least it was experience. Doubt was manufactured through a very interesting type of transformation of consciousness, going from spirit to human. It entered into the human reality or human consciousness when the very first angels came to earth. When they pretended that they were no longer angels, they pretended that they were humans. Doubt came in when the angelic beings chose to forget who they were. When you came to earth, an interesting dynamic happened when you said, I'm going to forget that I'm an angel so I can pretend that I'm a human. This is when doubt entered in. Doubt has been part of the human consciousness makeup ever since. And right now, it is very, very strong, very strong on earth. So strong that when humans who die, when they cross over to the other realms, into the near-earth realms, they bring doubt with them. That doubt that they brought with them, in a way, then becomes transferred even in the angelic realms. And you know, now we have a lot of doubting angels, because the humans brought that virus back with them. Again, it wasn't transmutable, but an angel allowing themselves to truly feel a human and to see the human's energy, then began to play with that energy themselves. I wonder what doubt is like, they said. They played with it. Now we have doubt on all the realms, you see. But there are some pioneers on earth who are going to throw doubt overboard. And that will open yet a new boundary, a new frontier of new consciousness that will have an implication on heaven and on earth, beyond doubt. Doubt is a game, Shambra, and you play it every day. You pretend you don't know what to choose. You pretend you are making poor judgments. You can't. You can only have experience. You can experience the high road, the low road, or the invisible road. But you can only have experience. Doubt tells you that you can make a bad choice, and you can't. You can only experience. Doubt causes you to stay in your little human trap. Causes you to stay little. To keep playing the game of I am little. You have more fun with doubt than just about any other energy. You love it. You're addicted to it. My question to each one of you who is here today, listening today, or reading or listening to this later, 
Are you ready to get over the game of doubting yourself so you can truly feel? Because doubt and feeling, the ability to feel, go hand in hand. When you doubt, you hold back real feeling. When you doubt, you are afraid to feel. Because feeling will make you big. Feeling will make you real again. Are you ready to stop playing the game of doubt and discover what it's like to have triumphant discovery of new consciousness? And so it is.